0: What's up, guys? I'm your host, EJ Stewart. Thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Sports Talk Podcast. We got a lot to talk about on today's show. Of course, we're in NFL Week 1. It's a time a lot of people have been excited about and have been waiting for the return of the NFL regular season. Plenty of storylines this season. Of course, Tom Brady after leading the Bucs to their second franchise Super Bowl. His seventh personally going now for number eight. That'll be a major storyline as they head into their first game against the Cowboys. Of course, we record this on a Wednesday. Those teams play Thursday night. Plenty of other storylines to talk about. You know, the Chiefs trying to rebound from last year's Super Bowl blowout. Um, What's going on with the AFC uh, AFC North, which has a lot of really competitive teams. Um, Another division, the AFC West, really competitive. Uh, Could be a division that has two or three playoff teams as well. Aaron Rodgers and his last dance in Green Bay plenty of rookies to talk about the Justin Fields get on the field. And I think that's more of a matter of, of when, not if, but when will that happen? What about uh, Trevor Lawrence? What about Zach Wilson? There's a lot of stuff to get to Kendall, man. And then and of course, some controversy regarding the uh, Sean Watson, which has still been uh, unresolved at this point. He's not going to be starting for the Texans when they take the field in week one. So Kendall is my co-host. And uh, there's lots of stuff to talk about when it comes to this NFL season, and I'm excited to get 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 to all of it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um,
1: it's always a fun time of the year uh, when you have both the start of college football and college basketball and not college basketball, uh, college football and the NFL uh, coming at the same time. Um, you know, it's different than the NBA and college basketball, where the NBA season starts. You know, at least nowadays, a good two weeks or so, two or three weeks before college basketball gets rolling. So, um, you know, it's 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 exciting to see to to see both of these two sports converging at the same time. And yeah, I mean, this this NFL
0: season uh, <laughs> seems like it's gonna be very interesting. So I'm, I'm excited to, to chop it up. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to talk about it. You mentioned the college football season it underway last week it was a uh very very sad day for my miami hurricanes as they got throttled by alabama which i kind of expected i think you were giving them maybe more of a shot than i was um but there's some <laughs> some other major storylines really coming out of uh the college football week one we had some uh, some major injuries some some upsets what were uh, some of the some of the the highlights that you saw that really caught your eye in terms of week one in the college football season
1: so to me i think the biggest takeaway from this college football, from this college football week one, is that nobody but Alabama looked good, and that's I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. You know, I don't know if that means that. You know, I don't know if that's – So you're everything. including Georgia in that in that equation. I am including Georgia in that equation. Who had one of the biggest wins in 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 that school's history, probably period, but certainly in the last decade, decade and a half, um, it, it, you know, it, that was a great win, um, but it was an ugly game on both sides. Obviously, Clemson, uh, beating Clemson uh, in Charlotte, uh, the number three ranked team in the country, um, they looked at it as a road game considering Clemson plays in Charlotte every, you know, every year uh, in the ACC championship game. And look, that was an it was an incredible win for Kirby Smart and his program, but they didn't play a great game. You know, uh, they only put up ten points. Uh, seven of those points were off a of pick six. Um, so there were no offensive touchdowns in the entire game. Um, and I mean, the defense was hellacious. I don't know if the defense was. I don't know if this was about Clemson's defense or, or rather Georgia's defense being as. Uh, stout as they looked, or was it Clemson's offensive line uh, couldn't match up, and is uh, one of the one of the weaker offensive lines you'll see from a quote unquote championship contender. Um, it's hard to tell. I mean, I know Clemson's out, offensive line looked out, outmatched against Georgia. We'll have to see as the season continues, but still, the offense left a lot to be desired. I thought J T. Daniels carried himself well i thought he played well for the most part but then you look at the the overall stats and he ended up with um you know 22 he was like 22 of 30 but i think he only had like 130 something yards so it was a lot of a lot of short yardage a lot of safe routes a lot of dink and dunk which is again when you watch it you you know in real time he looks like he's playing well but um i don't know if that stuff's gonna i don't know if you can you can beat or win a, win a national championship or, or make it to the playoff, not putting up any offensive touchdowns. Um, but yeah, I mean, Georgia, Clemson, obviously, I talked about looking really shaky, DJ Uyangale, Um, You know, I think the other, the other big, I think, storyline from this past week, and not only besides a lot of these teams not playing well, well, I think that programs like Ohio State, like Clemson, are going to start to appreciate how special any college football fans in general and NFL fans are going to start to appreciate how special Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence were as prospects and as players and you know that we can't just expect the next guy up even if that guy was you know a top you know a top five quarterback if you know we can't expect the next guy to be trevor lawrence or to be justin fields if they're taking their place so i think we saw cj stroud have some 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 issues uh in his first game against minnesota we saw um we saw uh, dj have had his struggles obviously against georgia Mm -hmm. um so that you know i think those are the two big storylines you know i mean oregon plays ohio state this week so oregon did also did not look good um Again, they Northern barely, Northern they, In I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah. Northern A- Oklahoma struggled. Yeah. Obviously, you mentioned Miami, North, North Carolina going down. You can pretty much name A really anybody. Rough, really
0: rough weekend for the ACC. Oh yeah, awful weekend I mean, for the ACC. The disaster. Um, look, I mean, Pitt, Florida NL State R- looked like the best first. team. Yes, yes, they had the most <laughs> impressive <laughs> yeah. yeah, they had the most. Oh, I mean, maybe maybe Virginia Tech. I guess they did beat North Carolina, but yes, I mean. They scored seventeen points in that game, like yeah, exactly. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. a dominant performance by any stretch of the
1: imagination. So yeah, I mean, but but what do you what, what do you make of the struggles that we saw from everybody not named Alabama?
0: Yeah, I think that that to me is the is the storyline to me is that you know a lot of people are, are asking the question you know is you know Alabama that great or is Miami that terrible? I mean, for my own sanity, I kind of hope it's more of them was that great because, man, they just, Miami looked like they didn't deserve to be on the field. I mean, I saw I forgot who it uh, was. Somebody from the Ringer, you know, posted a picture of the scoreboard, uh, or the score in the on in the, in the, in the, in the bottom line and the guys on the field being like, it's the second week in a row ESPN's broadcasting a game where one team does, definitely doesn't deserve to be here. on the field <laughs> with, with the other team. Yeah. Um, referring to the Bishop Sycamore controversy, of course. <laughs> yeah, Kevin so, Clark. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Clark. Shout out to Kevin Clark. Um, which is, that was a really sad but funny joke. Like, uh, to me, the the what I saw was that Alabama is just like miles ahead of everybody. I I would give George. I maybe exclude Georgia out of that only because we see Georgia defensively. I think really is the real deal. I think that you know Curry Smart always put together right really strong defenses and um. We know they can compete with Alabama. We've seen them be competitive. Maybe not win, but we've seen them be competitive. I mean, we knew their defense was going to be strong again this year. So uh, I don't think anyone thought they would just zip up Clemson like that. And Clemson clearly has a lot of work to do in terms of getting to that elite level this year. They're a good team, and they're still probably a team that's going to contend for a playoff spot. But they're not there yet. You know, We've seen Clemson in past years kind of from week one immediately kind of show their dominance. This is clearly not going to be that kind of Clemson team from the get-go, and it makes sense. You replace the two guys that are replacing in the backfield, some of the guys that are placed on the outside. You're bringing back guys like, you know, Ross, who were out for a whole season, who thought their career was over. You, you, like, it's yeah. hard. Alabama makes this stuff look easy. You know, Alabama just, like, <laughs> losing, like, five, six guys in the NFL, and you think, oh, I mean, they got to take a step back, right? And then they never do. We, as Miami learned the hard way. It, they look better than they did last season. It's crazy as that sounds. yeah, And, like, and like we see Clemson, these other schools, and we see them, you know, play against Alabama, beat them in some of these years. And we say, well, they're just like Alabama. And they could, they're gonna lose look, a lot of guys. Nick they're gonna Saban. retool, and and they'll just be fine. And again, Nick Saban and that crew to make it look easy. They deserve a lot of credit. Nick Saban, man. I mean,
1: <laughs> and look, I think people know Nick Saban's a, 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 an excellent coach, but I think he deserves even far more credit than I think he actually gets. One hundred percent. Because the guy
0: does it with new coordinators well, every year.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people will chalk it up to, well, look, when you have the best players, this is what's going to happen. This is not what happens when you get the best players. Because, and you know, EJ, because obviously as a Miami fan, as a college football fan, you follow the top of the top recruiting. And for the last five years, has Alabama always had the number one recruiting class every year for the last five years? No. No. I mean, Clemson's been in there. Georgia's been in there. LSU... You know, like Ohio State, Oklahoma, all these schools all get the best guys. Miami's been in there a couple of years. Like, it's not just Alabama getting the best players every year. It was at one point, but again, things change. The tides change in college football, and there, there, there were plenty of years where Alabama doesn't have the number one recruiting class in the country. Georgia has recruited over the last four years on pretty much the exact same level as Alabama, as has Clemson as has Ohio State and those types of schools. Yeah, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, why aren't why don't those schools look nearly as dominant as Alabama when again, they didn't have the amount of attrition that Alabama that Alabama had in their coaching staff last season. Right. Like Alabama had losing multiple guys who were three-year guys. You know, that is that's my question. You know, is that and that's what makes Nick Saban so special. Is that clearly this next man up thing for Alabama where we're talking about it's not easy to replace you know Mac Jones or Najee Harris or Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith or Patrick Sertan or on the offensive line guys like Le- Alex Leatherwood and you know Landon Dickerson like they've replaced everybody basically <laughs> Christian Barmore yeah on the defensive line like they've been able to replace those guys with guys that clearly I won't say they're not they're just as good but guys like <laughs> against a team like Miami can still run rings around yeah, so, because I, I mean, think to me
0: it goes beyond credit. just the stars next to the name. Because again, a lot of these other elite schools that you just mentioned, like they have a lot of guys with a lot of stars next to them.
1: Georgia, name. this this year's Georgia team, EJ, has the most four star and five star players, I believe. I want to say of all time <laughs> in like the, the, the recruiting era, right. uh, or like the rivals, you know, two four seven era, and right. I mean they only they could only put up three ten points. points. I mean, 10 points, no offensive to
0: touchdowns. No touchdowns, yeah. Against Clemson. Yeah,
1: totally three team did not look good. They, some team whose offense did not move the ball at all.
0: Right, yeah. You would think that you would be in a great position to score, given Clemson's inability to move the ball.
1: They got all these five-stars and four-stars running around the field. They got more than Alabama does. Yeah. So I, that's
0: why I was going to say it goes beyond just the stars next to the name. To me, what I think goes underrated about Saban is he um, – not only is the development at that program clearly just like just worlds ahead of everybody else, which is why a lot of kids still want to go there. But also, I think he's identifying the right kind of the right mental capacity kind of player. Like, I think that it goes beyond just you having a great high school career and then they want to sign you. Like, I'm sure there are plenty of guys like that where they just want to get the best guy. But to me, clearly, there's a mental aspect to the recruitment that happens over there, at Alabama, where they're getting the right kind of kids. To get there as well, and to to reach their full potential at that program, you know I think a lot of times you'll see you know two schools just look up the the two four seven list. Okay, this guy is the five star from Texas. All right, Texas is going to make sure they're going to they, they take a visit. Yeah, but or do they know the kid? Do they know what he's about? Right. Do they you know what I'm saying like do they know yeah, how to get have, the best? They do they know how to get the best out of him? You know, yeah. do they know how to get the best out of him? Like there are a lot of I think to me they're like the scouting and the and the scouting and the development that happens at alabama i think is just and, and just i I mean you would know as else. well
1: as anybody because there are guys there were guys that at alabama that you know obviously made the league i mean people talk about the south florida you know pipeline that alabama has built um at the receiver position and other positions and a lot not all those guys were, were five stars you know there have been a couple of guys nope. that alabama has gone after you know in that miami region that you know <laughs> may not have been just because you know you would think any you would think because everybody goes to Alabama or because these guys went to Alabama that they were all five stars. But like you said, they've taken risks on guys that may not have been the number one receiver or the number one running back. Oh yeah, Najee Harris was the number one player in the country. Mac Jones was not the number one quarterback in the country. Right. And they developed that guy into, you know, a Heisman trophy candidate. So those those guys are what makes this Alabama program so special because I don't, I don't remember last time Georgia took a three-star quarterback, you know, and turned him into a Heisman Trophy candidate. That's honestly the reason why Georgia hasn't been able to, to, to win a national championship. Um, it reminds me of LSU, what they were able to do with guys like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, who also were not all world five-star guys coming out of high school or a guy like Joe Burrow, who wasn't as well. So, that's really what separates a lot of these top programs. Um, speaking of LSU, real quick, what what did you make of their loss to UCLA?
0: And yeah, yeah. real quickly, I wanted to give three shout-outs before we go on to NFL stuff. And the first thing I was going to start off with was uh, UCLA and Chip Kelly. Um, I mean, the momentum is really, really moving in the right direction for UCLA football. And it's crazy considering where they've been. But... I mean they they throttled lsu i mean i don't think they. power of the as, jump man either. i don't think that game was as close as the score indicates 38 27 i mean they were no. clearly the better team from the beginning of that game until the end and it was uh it was uh again a pretty dominant performance you know lsu was able to hang around and maybe make it interesting in the third quarter but um they certainly seem to see, be real there lsu seems to be kind of on shaky ground i don't know what's going on with uh trying to move on from the era of the Joe Brady and the – and the, like, it just hasn't been – sometimes we have teams that have that, like, elite, elite – and we talked about it, you know, with Alabama. Teams that elite, elite level talent, and then those guys leave, and you got to try to replace that. And, you know, some programs really have a tough time because they kind of end up kind of stumbling into a, a great collection of talent that they, that they didn't expect. You know, LSU recruits well, but some of those – again, some of these guys that have gone on to LSU and then gone to the NFL and been drafted high, these guys were not five-star – Top two or three prospects. Some of these guys develop into these prodigy-like players at in college. So, um, yeah, you know, maybe they they clearly not getting it out of this group or the group they had last year. So right. uh, maybe a lot of uh, maybe a lot of soul searching needing to be done in Baton Rouge. But yeah, I want to shout out UCLA. I want to shout out Beyond Robinson from uh, Texas. He ran for 100 yards in Week One, and he's just an electrifying player. I mean, he's probably my favorite player to watch in college football right now. Watching him, uh, just some of the stuff he was doing against Louisiana, who's not a bad team, formerly Louisiana Lafayette, was just ridiculous, and I think he's gonna have a big season. And shout out to Penn State, um, who I think probably had the the, uh, besides Georgia, maybe the most gut check win of the weekend, going on the road to Wisconsin, a game that was nil nil. <laughs> shout out to soccer at halftime. I never seen a football game that was nil nil, uh, at halftime, especially in like big time college football, but. Penn State showed a lot of guts. Um, the offense has a little bit of ways to go, but their defense looks legit. And it was legit. Again, Also, was legit last year. Their problems were all on the offensive side. Um, especially the second half of the season, they were legit. They had problems in the first half. But their offense, their defense, like, just was just sensational. They could turn the turn you over. They pressured the quarterback well. Their uh, are they going to put some pressure on Ohio State? Is that what you're telling me? The, the offense has to come around. If the offense comes around, one hundred percent, they're they're serious because their defense is just, is lights out. But you know, they can't score zero points and a half again. Like I mean, that's what I kind of saw. It's funny because college football is kind of the sport where you expect kind of offense kind of go crazy. I mean, I think what we saw this weekend was that like the defenses were way ahead of the offenses. Like yeah. a team like Miami that's expected to have a decent offense, like couldn't even get across the, the couldn't even get across you know midfield against a defense like Alabama. You know, and yeah. I think is going to score a lot of points in the in the Coastal, like, especially from what I saw from the Coastal in a lot of the conferences last week. But, like, they didn't have a chance against Alabama, you know, like. Yeah. And you saw, you, saw, you already mentioned what happened with Georgia and uh, Clemson. You know, LSU had some offensive issues. Uh, so, yeah, I Georgia mean, you know. The game was pretty much the only high-scoring, like, yeah. game. Yeah. You know. I'm but, not going to trip about Notre Dame having to fight and claw. I think that that was a special environment, a team that was really motivated, and they gave them a good fight. I think they gave him a good game. I think Notre Dame will still be a good team. I, I know some people are saying is this is a cause for a lot of concern. I'm not super concerned. I, I don't. I don't, I don't think Florida State's actually that good, but I think that they were. They wanted yeah. that game and they played a, an excellent game to try to steal it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Notre Dame offensively.
1: I, I I worry about Jack Cohn at quarterback. Um, he looked great. Is he he played well? Yeah, I mean he he the, he played well. Is he the playmaker that they're going to need him to be to win at a high level? Um, similar to Ian Buck, I mean, I, I think Tommy Reese likes quarterbacks that were like him, which makes sense. But you know, guys that aren't necessarily you know, you're a five star guy, maybe it's a guy the most physically veteran. gifted guy, right? Exactly. Um, and, and so Jack Cohen fits that description, and um, we'll see. You know, I mean, we'll see what that what that uh, what that brings for them. Um, but if you're an NFL draft fan, man, um, watch out for Kyle Hamilton, uh, safety. I ordered oh, him yeah. had two interceptions, one of them. Runs from one, uh, runs from one hash to the opposite sideline, <laughs> and gets a pick. Um, six four runs like Julio Jones. I mean, he he might be a top two pick in this NFL, in this year's draft, and that's insane for a guy playing in the safety position. So um, that's a name to name name, name to pay attention to uh, if you're if you're an NFL fan, but. But yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it was a great week of college football. Uh, it'll be interesting to, to to keep track of of everything that goes on. Um, and you know, hopefully Ed Orgeron, you know, <laughs> hopefully he's got he's got a lot of money saved up because
0: I don't, I don't know how uh, I don't
1: know how much longer he's gonna be the coach at LSU.
0: Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to hold out hope for my guy, Coach O. But yeah, that was a really rough way to start the season, especially when you're on camera, uh, you know. Trying to uh, show yeah, up, it's the, now UCLA fans, the, the UCLA fans, right. and then and then you get you calling them sissies, and then you get punched in the face. Like, a, <laughs> not not a good look. Um, also, real quickly on game, uh While I do think they'll be okay, their schedule, which we thought was maybe easier than it looks, is is kind of hellacious. Um, coming yeah. up after once after these first two games, you know, we got Wisconsin. They lost, but we know they we saw they can play some good defense. The offense was a little bad, but um then they got cincinnati uh virginia tech on the road all of a sudden doesn't look like the maybe the the cakewalk we thought it was and then you got usc north carolina so that's going to be a very very if they survived that stretch they're probably a playoff team yeah i mean they win all those games they they're definitely a playoff team i mean you know i think they could lose a game and still make the playoffs given that stretch but it's going to be a, a wild riot to get through that um but let's talk about the nfl season so like you said the tampa bay buccaneers the, the reigning Super Bowl champs begin the season at home against the Dallas Cowboys. Of course, a lot of expectations with Tom Brady going for ring number eight. Um, a star-studded roster that returns. Kendall, in your eyes, what will it take for them to repeat? And do you see any threats within their division? Which I think, I feel like is a division in terms of the NFC South that, I think a lot of these teams aren't really sure of like what their identity is anymore, um, given just kind of how the changing landscape of the NFL and where these teams are. You know, you have obviously the Saints, of course, uh, our hearts and prayers still go out to the people of Louisiana and all the Gulf Coast who are affected by Hurricane Ida. They likely will not be playing their well, – they definitely will be playing their first home game at home. They're hoping to play that first home game in Week 4. And then you have Carolina bringing in new quarterback – And Sam Darnold, and you got Atlanta, who just got rid of Julio Jones. So, I mean, to me, this looks like a cakewalk to me for Tampa Bay. But beyond the division, like, repeating we know is very special. So, like, how do they get to that point of actually winning another Super Bowl, given um, the challenges that come with that? It's going to be hard, man. It's going to be hard. I mean, you're
1: right that repeating is difficult. Um, I think... What is going to make this Bucks make or break this Bucks team is I think it's not really much on the field because on the field and on paper, uh, they have the talent to, to win another Super Bowl. They have the talent to have the best record uh in the NFC. It's it's a bet it's more of a question about will this team check will will the will the will the guys on this team check their Eagles at the door the same way they did last season? Because last season There were a lot of questions about how will this team gel with all this talent, particularly when they started to accumulate guys like Leonard Fournette and uh, Antonio Brown that we didn't even expect to be a part of the equation. But, you know, when you get Tom Brady, um, there was there were going to be questions about how were all these guys, these high profile, you know, pro bowl or star players going to be going to be able to assimilate to to that environment. Um and to everyone's credit, they 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 all checked their Eagles at the door, Tom Brady included. And will that once you win that Super Bowl, will guys start to say, all right, now it's time for me to get my money. Now it's time for me to I need to get a little more targets, you know, because now I got a contract coming up or I need, you know, a little, I need more snaps, I need more carries, this and that. If that stuff isn't a part of the equation, then this team absolutely has the the goods on the field to to win another to win another ring. Um, that's that's just gonna be the question. I mean, uh, you know, you you've got them. I mean, he's got a ton of talent, but they've also again they have a lot of a lot of quote unquote. It's like in basketball. It's like you there's only one ball. How are you gonna get? How are you gonna get Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones? You know the appropriate amount of carries that they would like. How are you gonna get, you know, Antonio Brown and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Scotty Miller the appropriate amount of targets that they want, as, as well as Rob Gronkowski. Um, you know these these questions. You know we'll see. You know we'll we'll, we'll see uh, how this team responds. They seem early on to they seem to 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 leave their ego at the door and. I think Bruce Arians is, is, is the right coach on top of, uh, you know, guys like Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles. The, that's the right coaching staff to, 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 to lead yeah. these guys. But, um, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see how how the team responds when the going gets tough. Because there will be times in the season where, you know, not everything goes well, and we'll see how they respond.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that for me, I think you make a good point about. You know, when none of these guys, you know, Brady comes in, there's a team that we all knew had a lot of talent, but problem was quarterback and un, un, uneven play at the quarterback position and, and lack of leadership. So when Brady comes in, and despite a lot of these guys being megastars in some instances, uh, none of them have rings. None of them have any credibility. So regardless of what's going on with the team, you're kind of inclined to just keep your head down and do your job because at the end of the day, number 12, is leading the helm, and he's telling you what it takes to win a championship, and you want to get that ring so bad. So, now that you got it, does that complacency, does that, you know, me attitude start to creep in a little bit? And I'm not saying me attitude in, like, even, like, a toxic way, though it can become toxic. I'm just talking about just in a human nature way. Of just, like, you know, is Antonio Brown going to be happy with, you know, another season where he only catches, you know, you know, 40 balls? Like, because... That's, I mean, for them to win, I mean, they're going to have to share the sugar. He's not going to get, you know, this guy was hitting, getting 100, 120 catches when he was in Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, Chris Guywin was a budding star. And last year, you know, he had a really good season and, and he caught for uh, 840 yards. He missed a lot of games. So, you know, he would have eclipsed 1,000. But um, what will happen if his numbers dip? And he just, you know, he's got his money. So maybe he won't be as mad about that. Uh, and, and I was in, But, like, but he just got his money. Well you know, does that mean does that change his attitude in that regard? Uh we talked about uh guys like Leonard Fournette and, and sharing the backfield with someone like Ronald Jones and they just brought in um uh Gio Bernard. Like yes. that that to me is that that's a that's not easy. That's not gonna be an easy thing to do, which is why to me I think the key for them to 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 uh winning another Super Bowl, and I do think that they will be a, still a good offensive team, I think defensively is where you're more inclined to see a true together unit that won't be so concerned about like what they're doing in their system. because they're built more like a normal team on that end of the field, though they're extremely talented. We know Devin White is just a, a, a super; he's a superstar to me defensively. Um, yes, you know Lante David maybe going to Canton at some on some day. Antoine Winfield was a stud as a rookie. Um, some of those corners that had tough times throughout the season really played well in the playoffs and, and had a great. Uh, you know, had a great Super Bowl. You know, someone like Carlson Shaq Davis, uh, Murphy lying. Bunting. We know Shaq Barrett can rush the passer. JPP can still play. Um, the Dom Gansu's back and he's off the uh the, the the COVID list, so he'll be ready for Week One. You know that that unit there. There's there's not as much selfishness that goes into defense, so I think that there that to me like a key for the Bucs will be to kind of really hang their hat on their defense, which they and your top can. bulls. You gotta tell. Uh, it, it,
1: of course, you know it's a fifty-three man roster. You know, obviously they're a collective unit, and Brady's at the head um, of the guys on the roster. But if you're Todd Bowles, you gotta tell your defense, man, that's their problem. You know, who's getting the the targets? Who's getting the carries? That that's the that's the offense's problem. We can't control that. What we can control is making sure that these teams don't score enough. And if that but if this Bucks defense is is dominant, that'll only help the offense. That'll that only help, you know, that guy Tom Brady and help Byron Leftwich, and help Bruce Arians.
0: So. And the other I mean, reason why the other reason why I think the defense is gonna be important is because while you can argue that maybe they're a little old on the line, they're very young and fast in the linebackers position. besides Lawante David, who is still an amazing player. And um, the secondary, so I think what's going to happen on offense potentially is you know Brady. We saw last year, he's not going to play as good as he did for those three games in the playoffs and Super Bowl. Like he's going to have some some bad games, some because he's as old as he is. And these other guys, uh, not necessarily a Godwin or, or or Evans, but you know a Gronk and some of these other guys, they're a little older, you know. So so we may see some 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 to moments where some of the age on the offense shows itself a little bit. I don't think you'll see that much of a problem on defense. And of course, if they are able to get them, the ball and turn teams over, that'll give the offense more opportunities to continue to share the sugar and keep everybody happy. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, and, and it will be interesting to see uh, how they look this, 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 in this game this week against, against Dallas. Um, I expect, uh, that they will, that they will roll,
0: but you I know think, yeah, I think they, they may have Colorado rolled Dallas, by the time you Dallas. listen. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but like when it comes to, before we get to Dallas in the, in the, in the NFC East, I mean, when, when it comes to the South division, again, to me, this is a division that's in kind of gr- kind of great turmoil. I mean, again, a lot of like two like staples of the division turn the superstars and Drew Brees and Julio Jones no longer in it the saints it just feels like the saints are in for kind of a rough ride this year which is unfortunate for like james winston as he kind of takes the job but you know michael thomas out you know, obviously the stuff with the hurricane that it, it certainly doesn't help um i just get the impression that this is going to just be kind of a, a a a definitely a retool year you know sean payton's a great coach so you don't want to i don't want to put this past him but i, I think the saints uh, I don't, I don't think they made the playoffs this year. Um, so in theory, that could mean opportunities for other teams. Fox is really excited about Kyle Pitts, but losing Julio Jones, I think, you know, that it's kind of like, you know, you know, one step Beach forward, it, yeah. two steps back in terms of, no, it is this season. Now maybe for the future, I mean, Kyle Pitts looks like a monster. So I think they're going to be very good at the tight end position for a very long time. Um, and I think they still have obviously a ways to go defensively. The the Panthers are the team that I think is a little they they intrigue me only because it really comes down to whatever you think of Sam Darnold. You know, with a healthy um, uh, McCaffrey and the rest of the guys they have, I mean, there's no reason to think that this team can't really surprise people, to be really good. But it all depends on if you actually think Sam Darnold is good, and we just don't we just don't know the answer to that. Or I mean, if you think you know the answer, the answer is probably not good based on what we've seen. But if, if if the hope if the hope is that well he had no help in New York, it was a terrible situation, which it is all true, and that there's a great ceiling there, there's a chance that maybe this this ends, actually ends up being a team that's, that's very dangerous because I love their receivers. Uh, Robbie Anderson had a really great year. DJ Moore, we know is a star. I love love the kid Terrace Marshall. Um, um I, I didn't did really think. Yeah, I mean, I really they have some serious weapons on the outside. And and they got some young defensive players too. So so and they, they have Hassan Reddick as well. I mean, they're they're an interesting team. Yeah, Matt Rule, uh, I d- I think he decided
1: that I need to, you know, I need to put together the the 2015 Temple Owls and uh, <laughs> you know, he brought in PJ Walker, brought in uh, Hassan Redick. Um no, I mean, the the panthers are the panthers are definitely the most interesting team in this in this division uh not named tampa um you know i i I agree that the falcons uh they're kind of in a weird sort of purgatory where they're not gonna be terrible but I, i just don't imagine them being good enough to to compete for a playoff spot um and the saints i think the saints may be better than people expect but I agree that they just have don't have a lot of things going for them right now, but I think Jameis will have a good season. Carolina, I mean, what intrigues me about Carolina is, like you mentioned, I mean, look, this is a team that has invested in their defense heavily, um, or at least they did last season. Uh, and they needed uh, to. Yeah, exactly. And this season as well, obviously drafting J.C. Horn, um, they've continued to invest in that defense. Um, it's young, it's fast. The, the the question is and I think they have a fee, I, I, I think that they feel like with Christian McCaffrey and with Joe Brady that they'll be able to they'll be able to score points. I think it was what what intrigued me about Sam Darnold and you never really know what these teams know before that you get a guy. You know, it's kinda like you know the the assumption that the Rams are gonna are going to be great with Stafford and we'll talk about them, but the Rams will be great with Stafford under McVay and that because McVeigh was super excited about getting Stafford, that Stafford's going to win MVP and this and that. To me, I think it's, I'm also intrigued by the excitement or the urgency that they had to bring in Sam Darnold and pair him with Joe Brady rather than go after Justin Fields, go after Trey Lance or go after Mac Jones, three guys that, that were heavily connected to Carolina at one point in the draft process. Um, they They nipped that in the button and said, "We'd rather have Sam darnold for you know a fourth rounder or whatever they give up so that to me is is interesting and that that suggests that they have confidence in Sam darnold's upside and that in their offense he'll be able to do things that um they weren't necessarily able to do with, with Teddy bridgewater so um they're they they are the, they are the interesting team to me um and I I would say the team most likely to make the playoffs uh, not named Tampa. Uh and that's also assuming obviously he said like you said a, a healthy Christian McCaffrey. And watch out for Chuba Hubbard as well. Who, yeah. you know, look they paid McCaffrey a ton. So we'll see. I, I really
0: like I really like their draft. Yeah. Yeah, oh um, well, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, um I but, think Horn is gonna be a great player for them too in the first round. See Horn, Hubbard and 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 as Marshall. you said, uh uh, Marshall, as I said, Marshall. I mean, yeah, they I think they, they, they cleaned up pretty nicely. Yeah, I think um, they got three guys who are gonna play. Yeah. That's not always the case. Yeah, exactly. Um we you know we talked about how the Cowboys play the Bucks in week one and last year was not a banner year for the NFC East. We we made went the year wondering, you know, would a six win team win win the division. They were certainly the NFC least last year. And it's a division that has a lot of pride and has a lot of glory um, not, I mean, they have, they actually have some, I was going to say not as many championships, but they have had some recent championships between the uh the Eagles and, and the Giants. Kendall, do you expect them to, this division that has a lot of that prior to return to its old glory? Because this has been some really bad football in that division for now, like two or three years in a row. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want me to give a longer answer? Yes, um, yes, I would like to elaborate. We have a lot, a lot more time on this show. <laughs>
1: No, I mean, yeah, this is this is probably gonna
0: be the worst division
1: of football again. Um, I don't see, I, I don't know. I, I it's funny because I think I think every team will be mostly improved. Um, Interesting. Dallas can't be much worse <laughs> yeah, at the quarterback position than they were last year. Now the Dak's back and assuming he's healthy, they can't be much worse than they were on defense because they were you know all time bad defensively. So with those with 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 those two facts being the case it's hard for me to imagine the will would be as bad as they were last year um you know i think the the eagles will have a lot more a lot more cohesion uh and a lot more uh consistency than they had last year uh and hopefully they're they're healthier than they were last year um i think that uh and i think you know obviously washington's going to get have some consistency at the quarterback spot that they didn't have and, you know, the Giants got more weapons, uh, than they've ever had. So, um, but with that being said, I think that all four of those teams also have major holes. Uh, I think Washington is a team that probably has the least, but you're still, you're still banking on Ryan Fitzpatrick. who's only getting older. I mean, I, you know, he's kind of, he's getting into that stage where, you know, he's like a pitcher that's like, you know, forty-two. You know, yeah, you Jamie say, Mauer. Yeah, I was gonna say Jamie Mauer. Uh, Jamie yeah. Moyer. You know, and yeah, you know, Bartolo and, <laughs> yeah, Bartolo Colon. But they're still they're still good. You know, like they're still making plays. But at some point, that guy, you know, that guy, the ERA is gonna get into the into the fives, just just through through age and attrition. So, I I, I mean, we'll see with Francis Fitzpatrick. Obviously, he couldn't last a full season in Miami uh, before getting benched. Uh, not. Not really through his own poor play, but uh, some of it was was, was not great with Ryan Patrick So, um, if I'm to 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 handicap uh, this division, I would say that the favorite again is still is Washington. Um, their defense is going to be very strong. The pass rush is still elite. Um, I the the team to watch out for to me is actually the New York Giants. I, I think yeah. Dallas. Defensively, still has a lot of holes. Um, and uh, they didn't look like... To me, they didn't look like a playoff team with Dak there last year. You know, like, they, they were better offensively, way better offensively when he was there. But um, you're still asking for development from those other guys. And obviously, they, Dak has had an interrupted training camp. He's coming off a major injury. So hopefully, Dak is what he was last year. But um, I'm not... 100 percent convinced that he's gonna hit the ground running i think the giants are interesting to me because they were a team that lacked pop offensively uh-huh. um and that's gonna happen when you know you lose your superstar running back who was you know the number two pick in the draft and you know is now not there um and saquon is back and we'll see what saquon is um when he's out there, but even beyond Saquon. And then, look, if Saquon – you can't expect Saquon to do what Adrian Peterson did or what Dalvin Cook did, two Minnesota guys, ironically enough, who both suffered ACLs and then came back and were basically the same guy. It's not better.
0: some of the best years of their career. (laughs) Exactly.
1: You know, if Saquon does that, then the Giants may seriously win the division. But even if Saquon is just better than what they had last year with Wayne Gallman in the backfield, like – they are, I mean, bringing in him, bringing bring back Saquon, bringing in Kenny Galladay, you know, drafting Kadarius Toney. Um, this is a team that has real weapons now offensively that Daniel Jones didn't have. And if there's any time to evaluate what you have in Daniel Jones, it's now. This is and the year, if you're Dave yeah. Gettleman, this is the year. If he doesn't, if they can't make the playoffs or he has a another subpar mediocre year, then they have to seriously look at investing uh in the quarterback position
0: and would you consider his year last year mediocre and so far? i would agree with that, uh yeah. That. yeah 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 i'd agree with that i think there's a lot more promise in his rookie year than what we saw in the second year though of course not having someone like saquon doesn't help um it's funny you're a little higher on the giants i guess than i am i guess the, the thing about the giants for me and look the one thing we did see last year was the giants defense had some grit um leonard williams played really well for them last year Yes. Uh Blake Martinez, uh dare I say they actually might have a, a decent middle linebacker for the first like, they may have some decent yeah. play at the linebacker position with, with him in the middle. Um uh, I know they they drafted ojalari Ojolari who who they can rest the passer. We'll see what O'Dori Jackson is at corner. I know he had some problems, but he's a he's a guy Brad who can make plays. Bradbury's really good as well. Yeah. At corner. You know, so 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 the defense showed some things. I think to me, the I think the, the thing about the Giants, I think it's just a matter of like how good do you think Jones is and how healthy do you think Saquon is? I think if you if you think that Jones is really good or even pretty good and Saquon is 100% healthy, they definitely have a case to be the team that can win this division. I I, I tend to think that both probably aren't all the way there. I don't think Jones would be terrible. but I, don't, I think he'll be better than he was last year. But I think... His, his rookie year he showed a ceiling that suggested maybe he could actually be like a pro bowler one day and i think that was that's a fair yeah. thing to say last year he didn't show that so the question is okay is he more of second year or more first year i think he's somewhere in the middle where i think he's a, probably a guy who could be really good and maybe have big games and and, and but like is he a like a perennial pro Bowl type of guy i don't i still kind of have my doubts um and I'm a little worried about Saquon that they're taking it is so slow with him. It's just a little weird to me. I know, you know, I mean, the ACL is bad and admissible as well. I'm not gonna say that it's like, you know, it's a small injury, but um or I don't know if he had missed I might have just been ACL. I'm confusing it with Derrick King. But um but like I mean, he just seemed very just like tepid about when he was getting on the field. If he'd get on the field for week one. I mean this guy got injured in week one. Like I or week two, whatever it was. Like I'm like you know, it's been a full year. They just still don't think he can get on the field, so I'm a little concerned about that. Also, I'm not sold on this coach. Like, I know a lot of people want to give him throw him a parade because he won. By six the way, games. he did have a uh, meniscus. It wasn't okay, so I didn't make that up. Um, thank you for uh, fact checking me there. Um, <laughs> I'm not sold on this coach as just like his in terms of just his temperament. The, like, the culture there is a little worrisome. It is a little worry. I mean, like when we get to training camp, everybody's retiring. Like, yeah, had I had three three guys retire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I, Wait, I've never, I've
0: never seen that before, man. And 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 on there's, there's, uh, one saying you could say, look, like maybe he's weeding out the clowns that don't need to be in that locker room, and it is possible. I mean, one of them was, you know, uh, uh you know, Benjamin, <laughs> uh, you know, the guy. What was, I can't remember his first name. Now, Calvin Benjamin. Um, yeah. Uh, McFarland said this was a Popeye biscuit away from being a tight end, and then they tried Giants actually tried to make him a tight end, and and there seemed to be a lot of. You no, know, back and forth. There was a lot of bad stuff. with that. Yeah, it seemed like seems like maybe he didn't come in the best shape, but then they seem to not be honest with them. either way, I just don't like the vibe around the Giants right now. The roster I actually think is okay. The vibes I'm not feeling. I think I'm a little higher on Dallas than you are. I get the concern about the defense, but it is kind of one of those things where it's like they can only go up from where they were. Yes. I do think that uh Michael Parsons looks like a he looks like the real deal. I mean, yeah, looks, you know what? Look, I was not high on Michael
1: Parsons coming out, but he is. I mean, he you're you're right. I mean, he looks like the now, real deal. Now I will say that my guy Jeremiah Lucy Coromoa, who we'll talk about Cleveland later. Uh, is also a dominant in preseason. Yeah,
0: so I will yeah, not eat that girl. But I, but yes, I guess to me, I just I'm more sold that Dallas' Dallas's offense will be what we think it is than the Giants. Both of them have talented offenses. That have higher ceilings. I'm more confident Dallas reaches their ceiling in Dallas than Dallas So the, I'll ask you two than, questions, than and yeah. this will illustrate how I feel about this NFU
1: East playoff race. Can can the can can the Dallas defense be bad, and Dallas still win the division? Yes,
0: I think this division. I don't know. Is I think this is a 9 one division. I, mean, nine I, wins. Agree. I, you
1: I agree, and and I was going to second the second question was: Can Daniel Jones
0: be mediocre again and the giants win the division no i think washington will kind of be the they'll be the control of the other of the division like i don't see them going much better or worse than whatever they were last year so we already saw what happens if dan jones is bad they're not gonna it's not gonna work it's not, not they're not gonna be good enough so
1: i i'm actually the opposite i think that I agree that we did see what happened, but we saw what happened with Daniel Jones being mediocre without talent around. Without, without, yeah, without Galladay. Without and, Saquon, and... without a running game, without guys like Kenny Galladay, yeah. Kadarius, Tony. Now that he's got weapons, can he just be game manager who's like a bottom 10 quarterback in the league, but bottom 10 starting quarterback in the league, but with all those other guys around him, still able to make the occasional play to get them yeah get them to set eight eight wins seven eight i mean they couldn't get to seven wins last year which is all they needed to do to to make the playoffs. you know if they can get to if they can get to seven or eight wins this year i i think that that may still i don't know if seven is going to get them to the playoffs because that's that's an all-time bad division but even eight or nine wins i agree may get them into the playoffs um whereas you know yeah. Now the difference is that look, Dallas' offense will be a lot better this year, but with Dallas's defense, I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's hard to win football games with a terrible defense. I, and to be I, fair, I said bad, not terrible, but like
0: yeah. right. Yeah, I said yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Terrible is a little different, but they were I terrible. To me, I, if they're I, yeah, terrible again. They were. Yeah. I don't know. I guess to me, they they have they have some good players on defense. The team as a group didn't play well. They improved the talent pool on that side of the ball. I think they'll be not historically bad like they were last year. Again, what does yeah. that mean? I mean, again, if they're a little below average, I think that's enough. I think that I think being below average is enough for this team offensively to outscore people as long as Dak stays healthy. Um, I think Dallas is my pick to win a division, by the way. Yeah, I'm going to
1: go with Washington. Not It's not a confident pick. I agree that they're going to be. It's, I'm not confident that. in any of these teams, but yeah. No, yeah, um, yeah, this is, which is why the, I started this off by saying right. well, this, this division know. will not return oh, to yeah. its glory. Yes, we yeah.
0: both agree on that. Um, yeah. NFC North, yeah, sorry, oh, wait, any, any last things on this before I move on to the North? No, no, so yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. I mean, NFC North, uh, feels like a division in mega transition. I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers, they talk about there. another
1: dumpster of fire,
0: <laughs> right? We got Aaron Rodgers on his last dance. Um Devontae Adams, apparently. Adams, right. Yeah, I mean, he made that clear today also, saying that, you know, there's no way he pulled a Vince McMahon. No chance in hell of signing an extension before I get the free agency. So he's got his eyes set somewhere else, clearly. And then you got Justin Fields fighting to get on the field in Chicago. Somehow that's still a thing. Like, like actually, if he's going to play or start or I don't know what the hell that's about. And, I mean, Detroit is just – they're just vibing. You know, they're just vibing. I don't know really what the, – they're in a complete rebuild mode. Uh, you know, Campbell's definitely a character, to say the least, but um, but, but they, they're trying to build something there. And I don't i don't know what's going on in Minnesota. I couldn't even tell you. I mean, it's – its uh, I mean, and you could probably tell me more, but it just – you want to talk about a team that doesn't have an identity. The Minnesota Vikings, though, to me, like, they would be the – they would be the pick. <laughs> Like, some really good young players, and then some really overpaid old players. A team that yes. is not a championship team, but it acts like it is. So, I don't know. Yeah. Again, again, you want to talk about a team that doesn't have an identity? They are the team. Uh, what, what do you make kind of how this division is shaping up? Yeah, man. I mean,
1: I, I think you really you really hit the nail on the head when you talks about, when you just mentioned the Vikings, in terms of characterizing the, their – their identity. When you said that you know they're a team that, that is not a championship team, not no, a Super Bowl team, but, not at all. But, but they act and they 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 make moves as if as if they're a piece away when they're they're like five or six pieces away. And yeah, so I I don't know I don't know what the case is with the, with with the Minnesota Vikings. But you said they have there is talent, and this division can be won. Um, and I mean, look, th- this NFC North. For the most part, I mean, the Packers have been the been the standard bearer for the last decade because of Aaron Rodgers. But there have been years where it's a gettable division, you know, it's a winnable division from each of the other three teams. And I think this year is one of those years where I agree. I would agree that the Packers are certainly the favorites. Um, you would have to hope that there is still some sort of turmoil, there's still some sort of friction um, within that. Uh, locker room within that, that, that building but um, on paper they're they're definitely the best team in the division uh, I, I think Minnesota has the talent um, I mean offensively whenever you have a, I mean if you have a team that has a combination of Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson and, and Adam Thielen um, you're going to put up points and Kirk Cousins as much flack as I like to give him is is a, is is a is an above average starting quarterback so um they should be able to to, to put up points uh defensively they were horrid last year um that's surprising uh given that that's mike zimmer's uh side of expertise but um similar to dallas if they can just get any better defensively you know, they're a team that should be able to, to, to compete. Um, but I don't know what the, where this team's head is at. You know, I mean, there's been obviously a lot of controversy and conversation around the status of Kirk Cousins and whether or not he is vaccinated and whether or not, well, we know he's not, but um, how that will affect the team. Clearly, Mike Zimmer is not a fan of it. Mike Zimmer is not afraid to tell you uh, his you know his his piece or tell you his side of the story, yeah. um. So we'll see how that that affects this this team. But I I am not liking the similar to the Giants we talked about. You know you're just not liking the the vibe or the juju coming out of this team. I'm I'm not I'm not liking the the juju coming out of Minnesota. Uh, this feels like a transition, uh, year. Uh, or this feels like the the calm before the storm. Uh, in terms of a new uh potentially a, new, a regime change uh, coming in Minnesota um but i if if you're asking me you know i i would i i would say like look, I think the Vikings are the team that could that could beat Green Bay in this division, but I mean the bears are the are the are the dark horse they're the they're the wild card because their quarterback situation could look a lot better by week three or a lot more interesting at least. I don't know if will it'll be better, but it'll be a lot more interesting with Justin Fields yeah. out there, and the upside will be a lot higher for this football team. Justin Fields is out there and you know when that happens um because I agree I think that this is a matter of of when this season Justin Fields plays um Mm -hmm. we saw last year with the Miami Dolphins I mean Ryan Fitzpatrick had that team rolling yeah they were playing pretty good far better than they expected and they still were like nah we got to move to Tua who was coming off a major injury I know I mean and that I mean if, if if the if Maggie plays this any similar any any more similarly to that or even close to the way that brian Flores handled that to a situation Then fields will be out there week two <laughs> you know giving the same because the dolls not going to look as good as as his patrick looked and fields is not coming off of you know hip surgery so um i think fields will be out there and how good they look would Fields out there it, still a question mark he's a rookie but um they are the wild card in they division. They're, if I'm a Packers fan, they're the team I'm probably most
0: concerned about. It's not Minnesota. Even though Minnesota right now is the second this. Yeah, and I'd argue Minnesota has more talent. Um, I yeah. think I agree with you on that, by the way, that they're the second team to watch. I want to focus on Green Bay because I think you you wax poetic about the other two teams there. Alliance uh, the again, I think we both agree, kind of just in a... Again, just vibing like yeah. Just wait def- until he yeah. Definitely, you, definitely in the uh, you know, in the in the Rattler sweepstakes. You know, like they, <laughs> you know they're not they're not really a team we're considering in terms of trying to win games. But I want to talk about the Packers real quickly because I think you know one of the biggest storylines of the season is you know how do the Packers as a team, as an organization, and maybe even Green Bay as a city respond to this last stand, this last dance that Aaron Rodgers is on. In Green Bay. I mean, I haven't seen any good signs, by the way, so far. I mean, again, we see the way Devontae Adams is acting. Um, and Aaron Jones has been banged up. He will be fine, I guess, for week one. I know he didn't play much in preseason. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't still get a good feel for this team, which is bad because they're a team that's trying to win a Super Bowl. But, because all the tools are there. But is the focus there? You know, obviously, you know, um, you know, one of their top ops in the line is going to be off for six weeks. Uh, but uh, uh Bakitari, like hey, Bakutari, yeah, like it's uh, you know, I don't know, I, I just don't I don't I don't they'll win in this division and they'll probably win it fairly easily, but I mean I think the Packers may actually end up taking a step back in the regular season. Now, do they rev up by the time it's playoff time? That I can see happening, but I just it's just this kind of it just feels like there's a little bit of a cloud. In Green Bay, and that's in a, the, in a, the in a division and a conference, that's like terrible. Like they should, they should the, definitely be one of the top two the three Packers, teams in this conference. I mean, but like the I don't know if really, he's gonna go down like that.
1: It's funny because we've gone through three divisions and <laughs> we haven't had much nice to say about anybody besides two teams, um, Tampa and, and Green Bay. And you know, I mean, look, the NFC, the NFC West, which we will get to next, is hilarious. But um, what I'll say is that. I think both Tampa and Green Bay aren't really going to learn much about their teams until we get to the playoffs, And that's, that's scary. Cause I think if you're like Green Bay, I mean, they've been to two straight conference championship games. Like they're kind of like the Houston Rockets, you know, in the, in the Darryl Morey, Harding, Chris Paul era where the regular season at this point doesn't matter. I mean, James Harden, I mean, Adam Rogers won the MVP and was excellent. And they still couldn't get to a Super Bowl Um, if i mean this team i don't think they're going to learn much about themselves throughout the regular season this this team is not trying to go to the playoffs they're not trying to win 12 games they're trying to win they're trying to win a super bowl and what how they respond in january is 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 everybody is anyone's guess at this point so um you know those teams as much as anybody i think are the teams that this regular season is not going to mean much to mm-hmm. not going to mean anything
0: in terms of their their pursuit of, a, of a it yeah i think that's kind of why this cloud can kind of hang and nobody be that worried because I guess, yeah because at the same. end of the day
1: we know it just they're gonna have too much talent to not win
0: yeah not make the playoffs games. obviously yeah, yeah yeah 10 games especially in that division you know um so yeah once it's not it's the, it's once they get to the tournament as bill Parcells would say you know it's all about just getting to the tournament for a team like green bay at this point um let's wrap up with the nfc west before we get to the afc i think this is one of the more competitive divisions you have two teams in it that have had two big off seasons in a row when you look at the rams and you look at the uh the cardinals um seattle remains a formidable team but that had a a shocking loss in the playoffs last year um who do you think is the class the way you see it in terms of those? those, And then don't forget San Francisco trying to rebound from an injury play deer after coming off Super Bowl, a lot of their defensive guys that were hurt come back. Uh, this is the toughest division definitely, to uh,
1: probably in the league to, to really um, handicap. I mean, you have four teams that I think could could be playing on Super Bowl Sunday, um, particularly four teams that can make. Uh, which, once you make the playoffs, and once you know, and he, right. then at that point, you say, Oh, you gotta do make the tournament. So, yeah, I'll, I'll I won't I won't overreact and say that I think the 49ers are gonna win the Super Bowl or I think Arizona's gonna win it. But, um, you know, I look, I think Arizona is going to be a, a, a sleeper. Um, I don't think it's, I, I sleep, yeah, I, I mean, are they a sleeper
0: category. at this point?
1: Yeah, they're they're the trendy pick at this point, so it's hard for me to call them a sleeper. Uh but there but there are some people out there. I mean, that, you know, still have questions about uh Cliff Kingsbury as a coach, still have questions about Kyler Murray, um, is he a top flight quarterback? And still have questions about their defense, led by Vance Joseph. Is that defense capable or that defense good enough to to win you big games? Um I think they obviously getting getting jj J. watt uh helps i think the secondary is, is a little bit of a concern uh, particularly the cornerback position
0: but um yeah cause i'm going to say it's not Buda
1: baker yeah no no Buda baker is uh he's a great yeah. player not all better world, than dalvin all, cook all world but the nfl players had ranked <laughs> uh, ahead of dalvin cook but but, but baker is a great player so you can't, you can't be mad about that one but um but arizona you know i mean I, I think Kyler Murray is a MVP candidate this season. I think um, if I if I were picking an MVP, I would probably go with Kyler Murray. Um, I think if he wins the MVP, you probably have to win the division. But the um, but this is this this division. I, I think it starts and it starts with the quarterback play. I mean, you've got. And that's where I think San Francisco is probably the most handicapped. I think that this is also a situation of if not of when not if when it comes to Trey Lance getting the getting the job. Um, I think this will be more like what we saw with with Miami, where I think mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo won't be playing bad. I think they there will be probably a decent team. I don't know if they'll be good enough to win it. To I don't know if they'll be Miami good, where they look like they were a surefire playoff team at one point, uh, but I think they'll be better than they, much better than they were last year, uh, and I think they'll make the change heading into the postseason Interesting. to go to Trey Lance. Um, I because I think they're a team that also realizes that their ceiling is far higher with Trey Lance at quarterback, and it's probably better to get him up to speed than a, than to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo. So, um, but I think that the quarterback position is going to be the the difference maker. I do not think the Rams will be as good as most people think. Um, I'm I not as, to, in, I'm tend not as into the... I tend to agree with you. Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of assumption that Stafford is going to prove that he's always been an elite quarterback and that, you know, it's been the situation not the not him as a player. And I I don't think that he's not a not a great talent. Um but I just I think that people have been underrating I don't want to say underrating Jared Goff because Jared Goff is just as good as Stafford, but I don't think that the the jump between Goff to Stafford is going to be as big as people expect. Um, and maybe I'll be shockingly wrong and, and Stafford wins MVP and he puts up, you know, Manning and Denver like numbers, but I, I don't know. I mean, the the injury at the running back position is only going to make things tougher for
0: them offensively. Um, we know yeah, what the fact Stafford that they were running, the fact that they were running to Sony Michelle was like kind of like, it's a little a little concerning. Yeah, I was like, I mean, much me of a good player and I think yeah. that he'll help. But I mean, I'm like, you guys have that little confidence in Darrell Henderson, who looked pretty good last year. Yeah. So I mean, I, I don't know. We'll 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 see. Uh
1: Seattle obviously did not mention, but I don't expect anything different from Seattle. They they, they should be a ten they should be a ten win yeah. football team. If they're not, then I
0: don't expect Russell Wilson to be back. But <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I think he made that clear uh, that he won't be back. I think if he has to deal with another season like last year, yeah. I mean, to me, Seattle's like they're the control. I think they're just like right. Washington. I think that they're the control. We know ten to eleven wins is you no. Know, I mean, you know, Washington win 10, 11 games, but in terms of like the control of the division, I think you know right. the bar is yeah, the bar. Gonna be ten to eleven wins. If you want any chance, um, and they're going to be in that in that range, give or take. Um, you know, offensive line is the offensive line. You know. We'll see uh, if some of the moves they made uh, figure things out on that side of the, of the ball. But you know, Russell Wilson's a star, and DK Metcalf is one of the best receivers in the league, along with Lockett. Defense, defense got a lot of proof this year. Um, I think that we saw that Seattle schematically is very ordinary if they can't get it to the passer. That's to me. That yeah. to me was like a very just drawing thing, and I'm not saying that like. You know, the guys in the back end of the Legion of Boom. But they don't got Scrubs in the back end. You know, I mean you know Joel Adams is a great player. He dealt with a lot of injuries. Uh Diggs is a decent player. Like but again, the key thing, could not get to the passer and they got carved up. So Yeah. We'll see if that changes. You know, you know, I don't I don't I guess, you know, Carlos Dunlap would get to be the guy for them, uh, that they hope maybe played a little better than he did last season. You no, know, he's coming off an injury last year, played had coming off injuries the year before. Um they gonna to me they're gonna have to get pressure in order to kind of I think like to me, they're a playoff team, but I don't know if I see them as a Super Bowl team because of the issues on both sides of the of the line. You know? Um to me they're ceiling. They have they to me they have a pretty fixed ceiling. They could definitely win a division, but I don't know if I see a Super Bowl team there. I think the Rams have the highest ceiling, but I agree there's some people who think the Rams may be the best team, like in the conference or right there with Tampa Tampa. I, I, I understand it if you love their de like their defense is, is insane. Like like I like I could see like their defense at times they looked like they were just like world beaters and if they play that way again this year and even they maybe they play even better with more familiarity with each other, like then yeah. I, I think the offensive ceiling is where I'm I'm lost. I don't I don't see the offensive ceiling the way other people do. And of course we didn't know Cam makers were gonna be gone on uh, so early. But uh but I, I think that Stafford makes them a better offensive team. But I, I didn't think they, they were just like completely incompetent with uh uh with with the what's the name? Um well, I can't remember his name now. <laughs> uh Oh, Goff? Yeah, Goff, Jared Goff. Um I didn't think they were incompetent. He didn't play well last year and they definitely need to upgrade. Um Stafford is an upgrade, but I think that they are they're, they're a, a good offense, you know. Um again, without Akers, I think that I don't see this massive star power. They're pretty good receivers. I think they're gonna cause some problems with Woods and Cup. And I think Van Jefferson was a really good draft pick. I think that he is really underrated. Um, So I'm excited to see what he does in year uh, in year two. So um, Rams are a good team. They definitely. I think it's gonna be between them and 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 uh, and and the Hawks. And I, I, I think that the the I think that the cardinals will be there too i think this is going to be a tough conference i think i think this could be a division that gets three teams i think we could have kind of what we had in afc north last year with this division i also think that the rest of the conference doesn't shape it doesn't shape up to me like it's very obvious that either the northwest or south will get excuse me the north south or east will get a playoff team but like that's definitely not like those teams to me are better than anybody else in those other conference other divisions you know like Carolina is a team that I think will fight. Um, I think you said, I think Chicago, if Justin Fields gets out there, you know maybe they surprise some people. And there's no, I don't think there's no way there's two teams coming out of the East. That would shock me. So I think that you're probably seeing three teams out of this division. I'll, I'll stamp it down and say that that's what we will see. And I think it will be the Cardinals. I think it will be the Rams. I think it will be the, the Seahawks. I think the three pretty good teams. Um, I'm not as bullish on the Cardinals as maybe you are. But they have, they clearly have talent. And like you said, I think a lot of it's going to come down to, you know, how the defense uh, moves, you know, not having Hassan uh, uh, Reddick, but now you got Watt. What does is Isaiah Simmons do in year two? He kind of was trying to feel his way through last season. What, what is A.J. Green at this point in his career? Some question marks, but still a talented Yeah, referee. look out for Zayvon Collins, a rookie at of
1: Tulsa. He's another guy who looked pretty good in the preseason. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Kyler Murray... I, my questions with Arizona are kind of similar to what I mentioned with Tampa, where I feel like this is a team that it's less about the talent, more about where is the where is that team's at, where is Cliff Kingsbury at as a leader, where is Kyler Murray at as a leader. Uh-huh. I think those guys, you know, Kingsbury is a very good offensive of mind. You know, Kyler is a special talent at the quarterback position, but those guys sometimes left a, a lot to be desired last year um, in terms of keeping that team, keeping that team in the right headspace. Um And so that'll be the question I think this season where the expectations are higher. Um, I think they wanted to, they wanted to, to sort of knock on the door a year early after getting Hopkins. They, they the expectations were, were high, but they were still sort of that, that last year they were a sleeper. Now, the expectations after getting not just Hopkins, but now Watt, are that you should be a playoff team. And hopefully those guys uh, both um, think can, can lead this football team.
0: Exactly. Let's, let's move on to the AFC. So let's start with the uh, AFC West. Um, Chiefs coming off a bittersweet 2020 campaign where they reached the Super Bowl for the second straight year. This time instead of winning like they did against the 49ers. They were just blasted by the Bucks. So historically, teams that lose in Super Bowl, uh, who aren't the Patriots, fall off a cliff the next year. Is there any reason to be concerned about uh, the Chiefs and their standing, in, not only in just the conference, but in this division, the AFC West? Um, in the AFC West, there's
1: absolutely no reason to be concerned uh, about, the, about the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I mean, assuming Patrick Mahomes is healthy that's pretty much the only only way that that, that changes it, obviously but um, you know the chiefs will be back to the playoffs there'll be a, another it'll be another 12, 13 14 win season um I think the the, the, the questions that we have uh, with, with this division lie more so with um, teams like Denver and, and, and Vegas. Uh, I, so, and I guess some people have, you know, questions about, you know, LA as well, the Chargers. I am not as high on the Chargers. Um. I'm
0: not, I'm not there for them. I, I think that they're a year a Yeah, I life. think they're a year away. Um, you know, I think, I, I like Brandon Staley as a, as a, as
1: a defensive mind. I think losing him will actually hurt LA, the Rams, rather, uh, will hurt the Rams more than, you know, um. Anything else, you know, uh, that will, will hurt them. But when it comes to uh, this Charger team, I'm a little worried about them on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, they've got talent. Um, obviously, you draft Rashawn Slater. You sort of try and fix the problem of your offensive line. Um, you've got Austin Eckler, and you've got Keenan Allen, and you got Mike Williams. But to me, I, I'm a little worried about Herbert possibly taking a step back under uh, Joe Lombardi uh, as office coordinator, who doesn't have you know the best reputation as a as a play caller. Um, we'll see we'll we'll see how that team looks, but uh, Denver is, is the team that I would expect to give give the most push uh, to Kansas City. I look Teddy Bridgewater obviously has a ceiling as a quarterback, um, but this team has the weapons to where. They they're so, sort of like the Giants, um, where I'm like even average quarterback play. Just give me average quarterback play, and I think this is a team that can win some games with guys like um, Corlin Sutton and Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, uh, Javante Williams, and Melvin Gordon in the backfield. This this is a team that's going to put up points, and obviously we know that they also have a very good defense. So um, they're, the, they're the they're the they're the they're the the question mark or the the, the the team that's sort of the, that that's going to put some pressure on Kansas City might beat them, uh
0: in in mile high, but um it won't be a it won't
1: be a close race in the
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you know in regards to uh, the Chiefs, I agree. I don't think there's too much cause for concern. You know, they 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 did their best to try to uh, mitigate the issues on the offensive line. I mean, I think that they realized that they were kind of just you know. But like they were getting by, they got by as far as they could with the guys that they had, you know. Um, and they could return, you know, those same guys this year. So, uh, so I like what they what they did on the line. I think that um, we know that they're going to still be a very high powered offense. They're going to score a lot of points. I think that they'll be fine. I think they'll be uh, one of the better teams, if not the best team in the uh, in the AFC. I do agree with you. I think that I think the Denver Broncos are a fun team to kind of follow. I think if you're looking at any team to kind of take a flyer on in terms of who may be people after a subpar year. Um, Denver's had a couple of subpar years in a row. But Teddy Bridgewater has shown that when he's around good talent, he can win games. And he's around, I think, really good talent. I think Jerry Judy's going to have a big season. Coylon is already a proven receiver. Um, I think their running game with, with Gordon and Javante one the think, is going to really uh, – be a, a impact player his rookie year. I wouldn't be proud. He's a starter by the end of the season. So, um, so I, I really like their offense. I really like their defense. The defense was great last season. They just could not score at all. I mean, they had some heroic defensive performances last year, playing games without quarterbacks because of COVID. You know what I'm saying? Like and like actually yeah. competing. Like you know, like like they like they got they got dudes defensively. You know, we know what you know Miller and Chuba are about. Kyle Fuller, Kareem Jackson, um, they, they they can play some defense. So if they get, just like you said, just confident offensive play, Denver can surprise people. I think that they're kind of my sleeper to, to sneak into the playoffs this year because Bridgewater is reliable and um, and, and I think will be solid. And I think you'll see some breakout performances by some young guys on their offense. You know, the Raiders, the Raiders are kind of like the Vikings to me of the – of the of the afc you know like yeah being a team that operates like they're, they're they're ready to win a championship i don't see it though um so <laughs> there, there's a little bit of an identity crisis there and it's very weird because i feel like we're in this perpetual of like oh like if Derek Carr doesn't show anything this year then we're not gonna bring him back or we're gonna have to rethink his status as one of the top quarterbacks in the league but then i feel like he plays just good enough to where you're like, well, they just need to put more talent around him. Then they would have been better. And maybe that's the case, but it tells me something. It tells me either Mayock and them guys are failing him in terms of putting actual talent around him. Or it's just like, no, you keep kicking the can down the down the road and it's not, it's not talent, it's him. I, and I feel like we're going to have that same thing. I think he'll have the same season. He'll put up 4,000 yards. He'll have a really good statistical year. The Raiders will have points in the season where they're competing. But then, you know, bottom will fall out, as it has in almost all these years with Gruden since he came back. And then we'll be like, what happened? And what do we do with Carr? And they won't have a real answer because, you know, quarterback is a tough thing where you don't just get rid of a guy who's decent if you don't have anybody there. But then it's like, what do you do (laughs) Uh, if you actually do rebuild? Like, how does that look? And sometimes it looks bleak because you could end up taking a lot of sets back um, to do that. So. So, yeah, I I think the Raiders right now kind of have a little bit of an identity crisis. I don't – I think this will be a pretty competitive division. I don't think any of these teams will be, like, bottom feeders, which is kind of, I guess, how it was last year. Um, But I don't think that – I I don't think that the Raiders or the Chargers are there yet in terms of playoffs this year. Um, We talked about the NFC North going through uh, a change of the guard. That is definitely happening in the AFC East. Uh, the Jets and Pats are starting rookie QBs. Miami is moving forward with second-year man Tua tango Um The veteran of the group, who's a four-year man, Josh Allen, had a great season. Trendy picked to win MVP this year, and he just came off taking the Bills to their first AFC Championship game since G- Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas were still, uh, you know, still in the backfield for Buffalo. Do you think the Bills, in terms of how they're built this year, can have what it takes to get to the Super Bowl? You know, we were kind of... I think a lot of people were uncertain about the Bills in taking them seriously, given that they they've they haven't really been, they haven't been a playoff team for the last like twenty years, basically. Um, or they made the playoffs year before last year, but they definitely hadn't been a contender for the last twenty years. And you know they 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 did what they were and in many ways what they were supposed to do in terms of being like one of the top teams in the in the conference throughout the year. They got to the championship game, but then we saw they 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 were not on the level of Kansas City. Do you think that they have what it takes to get to that next step? Um I think the Bills will
1: be I think they'll be good again. I don't think they're I think they'll actually not take the step forward that people expect. Um they are probably if you're asking me the team that that I think will be the most disappointing, I think the Bills will be up there. Um I really I mean look, Josh Allen was great. Uh I don't think what he did last year was a fluke. Neither do I. By any stretch of the imagination. Um, but. I'm not sure if. They're going to be. I, I don't know if they'll be. I don't know if he'll be MVP level. Um, I think he will still be top 10 quarterback level. Top eight quarterback level. Um, and that'll be enough for them to win. At least 10 games. Uh, but. But them taking a step forward of them being in the conference championship game. And I I don't know if, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if they're winning a playoff game this year. Uh, You know, defensively, I I mean, I I love them adding guys like Greg Russo and and, and Boogie Basham on the defensive line, give them some pass rushers. Um, Obviously, they already have a very good defensive secondary. But I don't know. This team just seems to be, They seem to be missing a little bit uh, defensively in terms of being able to uh, to stop the run, Um, and again, a lot of this is going to fall on the quarterback. And if Josh Allen isn't MVP level, are they going to be able to beat the uh, Mahomes, uh, the Mahomes of the world, or are they going to be able to beat the um you know Miami's of the world you know I think Miami if you're asking me in this division in the AFC East I actually think Miami's gonna win the division wow Bold that's gonna reason. that's gonna surprise a lot of people that that's probably my boldest prediction of the NFL season um you know I think uh defensively I think that I mean if if Howard's head is, is screwed on right um I think they will have the best they could have the best defense in the league this year mm-hmm. um I'm not sure what kind of impact Jalen Phillips is going to have as a rookie. Right now, they have him listed as a third stringer, which isn't great. But um, you know that that could be, all be performative, and he may end up getting snaps anyway. Um, but they honestly don't need him. You know, like right. they drafted him that was gravy. You know, they were a team that had multiple first round picks, um, and you know they they expecting Javon Holland from Oregon, safety from Oregon, to play. Uh, obviously, on offense, the the issue that the Miami Dolphins had was not, certainly obviously was not on the defense. It was on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, we can talk about Tua and clearly Tua needed to, he needs to be a little bit more explosive than he was last year. But what Tua needed was to get guys on the outside that were more, that were just closer to what he had at Alabama, which of course
0: not not easy to do. You know, it's not yeah. easy to find. I mean, find guys that are way better than anyone you're playing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um,
1: but what they did was they found they already have Devontae
0: Parker, who is uh, you know a, a, really a real He's really underrated as a receiver. He's really yeah, underrated. yeah,
1: one of the more underrated receivers in the league. He's a, he's a real, he's a real, you know, one or he's a real one or two out there. Um, and but that was it. It was, Devont, it was Devontae Parker and a bunch of guys that probably should shouldn't be getting snaps uh, <laughs> for any team that's trying to win a Super Bowl. And now you've brought in Will Fuller, uh, yeah, who guy starts the suspension. Yeah, he's going to have to serve a suspension. But in adding Will Fuller and obviously he, he usually misses play.
0: by eight games anyway, so maybe hopefully this will be the <laughs> games enough. he misses because he's he's very I, adding
1: and, and adding Waddle. Is adding, you know, two of the twitchiest that's, receivers. Yeah, in- that's real speed. And that's what they need. You know, yeah, that's what yeah, two absolutely. of you having a, a ton of speed and twitch on the outside. You know, and being able to to stretch the defense in the vertical passing game, and he wasn't able to do that last year, they didn't have anybody that could do that last year. He was throwing to Mac Collins, and I mean, he was throwing to former quarterbacks like Lynn yeah. Bowden and and Malcolm mm-hmm. Perry. So. <laughs> Those guys were his like two and three for for late in the season when he was out there. So, you know, it, it was a real it was a real issue. So, I, I expect this Dolphins team to 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 be much improved offensively. I think Tua is gonna really surprise a lot of people and have a really good bounce back year. Um, I think he's gonna be fully healthy. And obviously, I was very bullish on Tua coming out of the draft, and I think that's gonna that's gonna continue. Um, I think this Dolphins team is gonna be a a twelve in team. Wow.
0: Um, we also have to remember that
1: that these win totals are in a seventeen
0: games season. That is so, true. So. Yes, this that's gonna be that's the kind of wild card of the season is playing. Which 17. I hate, by the way. Just my, I do, my I mind. do too. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't like the odd number. Like that throws me. Like that, that, that bothers me. Like every sport you play, even number of games. You know, football, <laughs> this, this odd number thing. Like kind of just, I think like teams should and They should be able to end <laughs> Yeah, five. Jerry Jones is gonna be like, oh, you don't. And Roger Goodell.
1: It's be, oh, you don't like the uh, the, the odd yeah. number? <laughs> the big eight- I know,
0: I know a way we can fix that. <laughs> yeah, that that's that that thing drives me crazy though the odd number because you know the idea that the no team will then be at five hundred. I don't know, it just I don't like it. Anyway, um, I'll be honest, I I I'll, I'll ride with you on this one. I'll ride with you that the Dolphins win this division. I think that these are both two really good teams, and I think they both will make. I think they both will make the playoffs. But I think you make great points about their speed offensively. They were just they were a joke in terms of who they were putting out on the outside. And and they then they were doing, doing it and Parker was like out some games. Like he didn't even play
1: all the games. Parker was game. out one hundred percent. Yeah, they were running like you know how an NFL team will typically when they lose guys, like they will just they will bring in guys. They will pick right, yeah, like, up yeah, they, some guys or the the like, they'll, they'll make it. And Justice Justice Hill, you know what they say? Let's, let's let's work out Devontae Freeman. Let's work out Le'Veon Bell. We'll bring in Le'Veon. Yeah, figure Le'Veon figure Bell. something out. That, yeah. that Dolphins team, I had to watch all their games last year, and they would, they weren't, they weren't bringing in other guys. Like when their receivers were going down, Preston Williams went down early in the year. You know, Isaiah Ford went down, and you mentioned Devontae Parker. Like they just said, "Oh, we're gonna take our six-string receiver." You know, Matt Collins was playing mostly special team snaps for most of the year. Now you're going to be our number two, you know, or, you know, Malcolm Perry, who's a rookie wide receiver who played quarterback at Navy. You're now going to be our slot guy, you know, like they they were taking guys that weren't getting snaps early in the year that they were just not playing. And it wasn't like they were, they were still finding ways to win games, but it was not with real NFL receivers. Yeah. And that's no. what we were judging two off of. Was yeah. mostly playing with those guys, not playing with, you know,
0: Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle. Right. Yeah. So, I, again, the town profile is different. I think this will be a a tight, tight race. Um, but again, I think I I tend to think these are two really good teams, and I think that the the Pats and Jets will 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 be will suffer because of the fact that these are two top two really good teams at the top. Um. Both those teams are pretty much in rebuilding mode. Uh, New England probably is in better shape to probably compete this year. Uh, given some of the guys they have, uh, on the defensive side, some of the guys, the offensive line is better. So, I think they'll probably be a little bit better. But I think both of these teams are kind of in a little bit of a rebuild position right now, and the the Dolphins and the and the uh, and the uh, Bills the team a class of the division i don't i i think that the bills are gonna be really good again i think josh Allen could put up a lot of great numbers still i think the only thing i think i will say about the bills and why i think i will take the the dolphins is that i do i do feel like we kind of saw their ceiling last year i think i would have liked to have seen them be a little more aggressive this offseason do something bold i didn't really see that like yeah. i didn't see them make a move that maybe said, oh wow now that's a team that's that that really does feel like it's one step away from, you know, winning a championship. I, I felt like they kind of just stood pat. I, mean, I mean Emmanuel Sanders doesn't do that for me, if that's what that move was supposed to be. Like Yeah. They they needed something again, bold on like both Tennessee sides. They're both they're good out. on both sides. They can definitely use another star on, on either side of the ball. You know, maybe it's Greg Rousseau defensively. I mean, maybe he's a rookie. I don't know. But right. but I, I didn't see the move. And I think Tennessee if you're stagnant, going in, out you know, and getting.
1: You're getting worse, Julio Jones. Like right. we'll talk about Tennessee in a little bit. That's that kind of move, right? Exactly. Close last year, but now we're gonna get a superstar. Pair him with our other star receiver and our superstar running back. Because they say, yeah, the
0: Bills are the Bills are not like a young team. No. Nah. you know what I'm saying? They have a young quarterback. That's really the only young thing about this team. They're not. I want to say they're old team, but they have a, like a guys who have been around a, bit, a minute. You know, what I'm saying yeah. like, like, you know, these are guys that, you know, Jerry Hughes been around for a minute. Terrain Edwards been around for a little minute. We know White and Pointer and Hyde, those guys have been around for a minute. Like, these are like th- these guys have been around, you know, so it's not like, oh, this is, you know, Cole Beasley is not a young player. Like, so, 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 again, with that being said, I think I would have liked to have seen themselves, okay, like, treat their team like a team that is in win now mode. And they kind of seem to think that we're just good. They kind of remind me how the Packers have treated like Aaron Rodgers. Honestly, we got a good team. We'll run it back. We'll be fine. I, but I think they. I, I kind of think that what, they might not be hurt by it as much because they may think, well, Allen being the young star will elevate these other guys, and he'll continue to get better. But I don't know. Again, I think that's kind of a risky way to kind of go about business. Um, let's still talk about the NFC North, which again you had mentioned as, uh excuse me the AFC North, which you had mentioned as. We have talked about the better teams in the division. I know you mentioned the NFC West is potentially the best division. I actually think the AFC North uh may be the best division in all of football. It's gonna be another slugfest. Three teams made the playoffs <laughs> last year. I just uh, can't say that. Unless you think, you know, the Bengals are actually gonna be you know, I mean a, so you think the, ba- the you think you think the Bengals are nowhere near the 49ers? I don't I think the 49ers are okay. I don't I don't think that they're like I don't think they're a legit playoff contender. The Bengals will be in the running for uh, the number
1: one pick in draft. Really? Yeah.
0: Do you say yeah, that? Do. Say, do you say that saying that because you don't you don't think that Burrow regains like the form he had before he got hurt? I I, I think Burrow.
1: I mean, I hope so. Um, I don't. I don't think. I think he'll get back there. It may not be initially, um, but I don't think that they did much to help him
0: you know and we can say they got Jamar Chase. I, yeah, I think I think we both were kind of like we love Jamar Chase but he just got knocked out of the season last year cuz you couldn't Right.
1: And 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 again and I talked about this with with our guy Shamari, we forgot to get him on the show. Oh <laughs> yeah, I know we should talk. Essentially him. coming we'll, on. we we'll get the him show. on next week. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I talked about this with I talked about with Shamari all the time that people forget that like, yeah, we, we talked about Burrow getting injured and that they needed an offensive lineman. It wasn't like it was one play. It wasn't That's like oh, it right. was one streak. Right he was yeah. – he died.
0: He, he was under well, duress put, all year, yeah.
1: All year. I mean, yeah. the guy was fighting for his life. He took hellacious hits week in and week out. I was yeah. surprised he took him that so long. Honest,
0: yeah, honestly, that was one of those it wasn't a matter if it a matter of when. When he came to take a serious hit, that was gonna. That's title this
1: podcast, EJ. <laughs> <laughs> if we go, if you <laughs> ever go
0: back to Thailand, Ty- if we ever go to Thailand Ty- <laughs> Podcast, this would have been the right one <laughs> to start with. I will say that.
1: <laughs> and, and that's that. That that was the case with Burrow, and they didn't do anything to fix that. They did nothing no. to fix that. And I mean, yeah, they're getting Jonah Williams back at, at tackle. Um, hopefully, you know, after an ACL, he's, you know, he is another guy that's also hopefully you hope he's good, but. Um, beyond that, you know, the guy they brought in, Jamar Chase, had a terrible preseason. I mean, I think he'll figure it out, but if we're if we're bringing that guy along slowly, then what did we do to improve our team? I don't know. And again, they didn't they didn't spice anything up in the, with the coaching staff. No, it was, it was just, which <laughs> I think desperately needed it. Yeah, I mean, they lost Gio Bernard, who was you know. One of the more explosive guys on offense. I mean, they have great receivers, so it's not like they they you know they needed a guy out of the backfield that helped them in that regard. But yeah, I don't and, Joe, know. and Joe Mixon is no slouch as well. Joe Mixon, obviously, yeah, very good running back. He's not going to give you the the passing game help that you know, or the the the, the receiving help that Bernard did. But it's going to be a serious threat out of the backfield. Um, so,
0: you, so you're down on the Bengals. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I think that they're the worst team. I'm not as down them as you are, but when it comes to the rest of this division, I mean, yeah, the rest of this division, I think is pretty good. I mean, to me, Cleveland, Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland. I think is the best team, but with them, it's so it's almost it. It kind of just goes beyond whether or not they're the best team. It's just like, will they actually like rise up to that occasion and play that way? Cause, you know, that's been their problem. It's been, it's been living up to those expectations, and they 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 did it last year. It took them a little while. They kind of the season wasn't like a you know it wasn't like just an easy cakewalk. Like they kind of had to figure themselves out early on. They had some bad obviously terrible injury to Odell Beckham, and but we saw them really after the bye week really kind of like hit their stride, and you know they 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 only lost two games after the bye week. They were. uh Look, this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven and two after the bye week, and ended up having a really good season. So that to me is like uh, they're the class when you look at their their talent. But and I think Baltimore with Dobbins going out that was I think a crushing injury when he turns down to like trying to win this division. I think they're still a playoff team, but I think you look at Cleveland. I think you look at Baltimore. I think Pittsburgh comes in right after no because I don't, I don't think I can trust like Ben Roethlisberger to like really, like beat anybody good. I think he could beat like bad teams, and they could beat up on a lot of bad teams, or teams that aren't that great. Um, defense can still get after the passer. Najee Harris certainly helped them running the football, but um, but when they try to get to that class of the of the conference, like they were for the first ten games, before they started losing, when the schedule started to shift. I think you'll see them kind of start to see those losses again. Man,
1: uh, if there's a guy I'm rooting for in this league, it's Lamar Jackson, man. Um, I think he's taken a lot of unnecessary hits uh, in the media. Um, And look, he he didn't... Obviously, he didn't have as good of a season last year as he did uh, in his MVP year. Um, And, you know, he may have been anointed you know the you know he he wasn't the best quarterback in the league he wasn't the best i mean the nfl nfl top 100 had him as the best player in the league you know coming off his mvp year and that was probably a little bit uh bullish but coming off of last season there has now been uh an overreaction to the to the to the side of lamar is not an elite quarterback which i I, i'm kind of getting tired of the whole is he an elite Quarterback for is blank an elite quarterback? You know, just this whole. I mean, yeah, it's clearly it's something with with Ravens quarterbacks. I feel like going going <laughs> back right. to Joe Flacco. I mean, I feel like this this conversation
0: goes back to Kyle Bowler and Trent Dilfer when you're talking about you know who's. Well, <laughs> I'd like to know who was, who was saying. I'd like to know who was saying those guys were elite. <laughs> we got to chat with them. But um, but no, I mean, when you're talking about Lamar Jackson, I feel like this is a,
1: a, a situation where. You know he is certainly one of the the top i think he's i think he's without a doubt a top 10 quarterback probably a top six or seven and if there's anybody in this league that can go cam newton and carry team to the playoffs deep in the playoffs on his back at least an offense on his back it's it's lamar jackson um and so he's gonna, he may have to do that without Rashad Bateman for you know however long he's going to be out and without J.K. Dobbins this season. you know, that was supposed to be his help. They drafted JK. Dobbins last year to eventually be the guy in the backfield. They drafted Rashad Bateman this year to be his probably to be his top receiver, if not uh, at least his number two receiver next to Hollywood Brown. And they're not gonna have they're not gonna have those guys, you know, at the beginning of the year. So we'll see how that how they respond. But I think Lamar is the type type of guy that can that can carry a team on his back. So um I'm absolutely gonna be rooting for them um and for him uh personally. But um I agree. I think Cleveland is the best team in this division. Um I think Pittsburgh is third. I think Cleveland and, and Baker is the quarterback I like the least in this division. Uh, this is <laughs> wow. This is this is the division that like, and that a lot of you like him. You of, like him
0: less than Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, uh, Ben Roethlisberger looked shot last year to me. <laughs> he looked, he looked cooked. Wiley like, vet. Um, he looked cooked. I mean, the, the second half of the season, I just it was high to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, no doubt. Uh, I I think some of that was also that he didn't have the support in the running game. Um no, they were throwing the whole,
0: like 50 times some of these games. Yeah,
1: and you can't ask him to do that. Right. Like Baker has two studs in the backfield running behind an elite off of the line. With, <laughs> I mean, he has but now he's got a go back with also two great receivers. So, you know, and obviously obviously Ben also has great receivers, but um but, like, the run game, you know, is vastly different, uh, which is why, I look, I, I think Cleveland's going to be better than Pittsburgh. You know, Baker may actually have a better year than Ben does, and he'll probably have a better year than Burrow does, but individually as a player. I don't know if I like Baker better than those two guys. Okay. Uh, I definitely don't like Mousy as, as well as Lamar. But the supporting cast is so good. Um, the defense okay. is so good that I don't know. I don't know how this Cleveland team doesn't win the division, barring injuries. I mean, even last year they lost Odell Beckham. They still
0: still made the playoffs. So um yeah, hot take I think Cleveland, um I think Cleveland might might end up they're gonna be right there with Kansas City for the best record in this division, in this conference. Yeah. And I think that they're the they are they are the team in terms of who Casey should be worried about in terms of trying to get to the Super Bowl again. They're the team they played them best in the playoffs besides obviously the team that beat them. That was another conference. And they have the most talent. They're the only team when I look at their roster up and down and I say this team, they look talent-wise, they look like Kansas City. The only difference is one team has obviously, you know, Mahomes and they have someone different, but every other spot they stack up. So, yeah, this is, and, and at a certain point, I do think talent wins out. We can talk about you know, maturity and things like that and knowing how to win. And I think that we, we we saw the last two years we had to get to that point. Um and last year I think they learned a lot about themselves. I think we're there now. I think this this team is, is a legit championship contender. And there's a lot of reason to be excited about Cleveland this year. Um last division, the South. Uh the Titans expected to come in as a class of the South, thanks to the acquisition of Julio Jones and, and obviously the questions that these other three teams are facing. Um I don't think Tennessee really has a challenger in this division. I think that this is gonna be a runaway. I think this is maybe the worst division in the NFL besides the East in the NFC East. Uh you know, Texans, I don't know. I don't we don't know what's gonna happen with Deshaun Watson. He's not gonna play for them, but we don't know when he'll be moved or if or how that's gonna work out. Um, Jacksonville looks like they may be in the sweepstakes for whoever the top, you know, off the line will be in this draft or somebody that can help one defense. Like they'll they, they yeah, like yeah. They're not gonna be a team that's 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 gonna there's not gonna be one of those magical, you know, rookie quarterback takes the team to the playoffs kind of deal, I think, in Jacksonville. And, and Indianapolis has just had a really, rarely really like just Tumultuous yeah. uh, training camp, and you're bringing in a new quarterback. You don't want all this nonsense that they've been dealing with. But see COVID and injuries and all kinds of stuff, it just, I mean, it's the Carson Wentz experience. That's what we've seen with the <laughs> Colts. If, if there was any thought, well, maybe things will be different, he's in new, I mean, it's the same stuff. The instability. We, the only thing we haven't seen now is, is what the play looks like. Maybe the play will be different, but all the question marks and instability and controversy, it's all back. It's just in a different yeah, season.
1: Yeah, the, the instability that I talked about with the Eagles or in the uh, last season and that they that they now have stability this season, all that instability went to follow Carson went to Indianapolis.
0: Yeah, it all went right there. It all went right there. Um, so this is obviously, uh, I, again, I think the way everything kind of just set up, I, I don't, I mean, Titans, I'll be shocked if they didn't win this division. I guess the question then becomes, like, how far can they go? And they're a good team. I mean, they're 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 a good team. Um, I, I what I will say is I feel like the 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 uh, the margin I think between the Chiefs and everyone else in the division is not as wide as it was the last two years. I think the last two years it was a country mile. I think I think that the you Titans and the Browns, I think, are really good teams. Um, and that, I think I mean I think the Browns are right there. I think the Titans are probably just a step below, but. We we they kind of punch above their weight class. Like they, I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. And now they got Julio Jones, and now they actually really got another outside weapon to go with AJ Brown. Um, and then I think the teams in the AFCs are tough in Miami and and and, and Buffalo. They know, they already know how tough Buffalo is, and in Miami, will be a team that they're trying to get into the playoffs this year. I think that this is a. I think this becomes a more competitive conference. So tennessee
1: is in the same class as green bay and tampa where we're not gonna learn nothing from the regular season, i agree with uh, that about this team you know they can win 12 games i'm not gonna it's not gonna move me at all um whereas look if miami wins 12 games i'm gonna be like oh pay attention to this miami Dolphins team where if, if cleveland wins 12 games cleveland is coming for kansas city tennessee wins 12 games not gonna blink an eye and that's that is, in large part, what you mentioned with the division. Um, it's not—there's um, not much competition. Houston uh, has an all-time bad roster. Uh, you know, <clears> we can say what we want about the, 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 the vets. Yeah, they've got some wily vets on the roster, but the high-end talent, you know, they just speaking in Madden terms, they just have no one that's—they have no one that's rated a ninety. No one that's rated above eighty seven you know and that's it's hard to win like that in the NFL man and w- without that all pro without no all pro talent on the roster um Jacksonville in a similar boat uh way more talent than Houston but uh seemed to be a little bit of a mess uh and that's that's probably being uh being nice but um that that that'll be you know that, that'll be Tennessee's you know competition for 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 what four games is against those two teams uh, and then you mentioned obviously the instability with with Indianapolis um, I I just don't know what the quarterback play is gonna look like you know I think
0: Indianapolis was of the teams that I don't think the Colts know. I don't think the Colts know what the quarterback play is gonna look like. No, I mean hey, guys, The Guys barely not, been on the field.
1: I'm wondering, you know, how long is it until Jacob Eason's out there?
0: You know, that may be another. I of mean, Matt. I I, I I think that they were asking questions about Sam Ellinger and how he was looking before he got hurt. Ellinger was in that conversation as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, both really of those guys. Were, they really but, were excited about how both those young guys were playing. Yeah, they, they
1: both guys were great. While Wentz was was, you know, dealing with his injuries and and whatever else he's had to deal with this this offseason and they they're going to have to they you know, if Wentz struggles or if Wentz gets hurt, um you know, they're going to have to then move to a Jacob Eason, who, you know, we'll see how that looks, but like you said, it's just been a lot that this team is dealing with. Um I they're a team that I could I could see taking a a step back. Um being a, a seven, eight-win team um, that makes a move for a quarterback, uh, and that's 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 not ideal for 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 Indianapolis. They I think they they expect they expect when they made that move for Carson Wentz, they're the team they're one of the teams that made that move for a quarterback, and they thought this guy with our system is going to be electric, similar yeah, to yeah, we, we could really
0: we could really like. Maybe not a contemporary for championship, but again, we can get into the tournament and then make some things happen, right? You know? um, like because of the guys they have on defense, because of some of the skill position players, and the offensive line is excellent as it always always is. Like
1: yeah, as long as you, Nelson, then you gonna well, have nothing, Nelson, you are going to have
0: excellent. Yeah, it's a great anchor, right?
1: <laughs> no. But yeah, no, I mean, and I think we're we're beginning to like you talked about the Carson Wentz experience. We're beginning to see that this this quarterback position. We assume that well, look, if healthy, I mean Wentz is gonna be you know, he's gonna be fine. And I mean, look I mean the Eagles the Eagles know, Eagles fans know that if Went if Wentz is healthy is not even a conversation. You know, it's you know he's not gonna be healthy for some 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 of some portion of of the season. And hopefully they've 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 gone past that they've passed that point of of, of Carson Wentz injury. But You know that this quarterback position is not going to be as stabilized as they as they would have hoped post Phil Rivers. Yeah, exactly, and that's a problem. Um, Like Carolina feels good about the Darnold situation. There's been no, there's been very little hiccups. You know, I mean, obviously the Rams feel a lot better about their situation now with, with Stafford. I don't think Indianapolis could feel great about. Anything that's happening. No, I think a lot
0: of those teams that have like ch- changed their quarterbacks, I think they feel kind of okay with the guys they have. Like, I think they even really Denver, insane. yeah, I, I think Detroit, even water. like, I think like even they're like, yeah. we'll see what we got with golf. Like, yeah, there's you know, excitement, yeah, exactly. Like, um, I think, I think Indianapolis, Chicago's is, the is, only one that is like in no man's land where they're, <laughs> well, yeah, they're delaying in inevitable, right, and that they're delaying inevitability. Whereas in the apples, I think there's a lot of like I, I think there's like anxiety, which yeah. again this is supposed to be the opposite. It's supposed to be excitement, and again this seems to be a lot of anxiety and, and it, it
1: like and it's funny because situation. again we talk about Jacob Eason looking really good, and as well as Sam Ellinger. And normally, a young quarterback that you drafted in the in the fourth round in Eason's case, um, that would be cause for excitement, not anxiety. But the issue is that. Normally, if you're, if you're talking about playing a young quarterback like that, you're not a team that is trying to win the Super Bowl. Like mm-hmm. they don't think that Jacob Jacoby's playing well is an issue. The problem is Jacob Eason playing playing well and pushing Carson Wentz and potentially getting him on the field gives them no that's, chance to win a Super
0: Bowl. Right. That's not that's not what that's not what they were looking at. They weren't looking at you know starting a new era of rebuilding with a young quarterback. Because I mean.
1: As as good as Eason looked and as good as Ellinger looked, like they weren't Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott. Where right. it was like those guys were were electric. Special, it was
0: special. Yeah.
1: They were special. It was a special situation. You know, if those guys were that, then yeah, they would have. They would have. Carson Wentz would already be on the bench. But this is more like Kirk
0: Cousins playing well in Washington right. behind yeah. RG3. So yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I think that I think the Colts are going to end up taking a lot of stuff back. I think that like, I think they're very well. I think they'll be. I think after the season they'll be asking the question: Do we like Easton and Ellinger enough to like give them a shot next year, or should we draft the quarterback? Yeah, I just, just getting. It. I just got a bad feeling about everything going on with uh with the with the Indianapolis. So let's get picks for the Super Bowl. So I'll go first I'm gonna say the Browns come out of the AFC I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'll go with I'll go with the I'm done like those AS, NFC West teams are so good it makes me want to jump to one of those teams I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Rams do get out of that the NFC I'm gonna say I'm saying I'm saying the Browns and Rams get there I'm going to say – I will say the Browns win the Super Bowl. Wow. Yeah, two quarterbacks who nobody thought could actually win a Super Bowl as number one pick. They all get there, and Browns will be the last team standing. I'm really – I think the Chiefs will be good, but it just doesn't happen for teams that lose Super Bowls next year. They just – and Max going to win three years in a row. I'm just gonna, something. Something's gonna happen. I, I don't know what it <laughs> I is. I can't imagine. Yeah. I, I don't agree. know what it is, but something's gonna happen. I think they'll get to the playoffs, but I don't. Something's gonna happen with it. They're not suitable. Yeah, they'll get up by the time. Or they I may get upset, they'll have. Right. The same, I, I don't know if they'll have the same,
1: just hunger. You know. Yeah, and I mean, I'm li- I'm riding the Rams defense. So. I'm going to say
0: Baltimore comes out of the AFC. Not concerned uh, about Dobbins being out. I am concerned about Dobbins. <laughs> so in spite of that, they're going to still get there. Yeah, in spite of that.
1: Um, I, I, I'm not concerned only because Le'Veon, if Le'Veon makes the 53 eventually, which is the expectation, um, that him with, with, with Gus Edwards and Lamar Jackson is enough of a running game uh, to be able to replicate what they had for the most part with Dobbins. Um, I really don't know what Le'Veon is because he didn't do much last year in Kansas City. Uh, I mean, Jet fans know he no, <laughs> they would know better than I would. Uh, There's not much left with Le'Veon, but um, I think I I, I think Lamar Jackson is going to really bounce back this season. I don't think he'll win MVP, but I think in, in where the where the games will matter with Lamar Jackson are going to be mm-hmm. the postseason, and that's where I think we'll see him rise up. Uh, and I think coming out of the NFC, I've got Arizona coming out of the NFC. So we are both going
0: to teams in the West.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Um, it's crazy like I like again I I the Rams. I mean, there are people. I mean, I guess I am now one of those people who are on the Rams bandwagon. But I I I feel like I don't like the Packers mojo and the Bucks. Just again, repeating is very really hard. And i saying say they are going to get all the way to the Super Bowl again. So then it leaves me, okay, well, who are the next teams? And I think you got to just look at the AFC, NFC West teams. Not, not sold on Seattle's defensive protection. I'm not sold that the Cardinals are mature enough and ready for that moment. So then the Rams kind of didn't end up being the default team there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's the NFC is close. I mean, it's close between a lot of teams. This is a really close year. In both yeah in both conferences where you're really splitting hairs and i think you could argue it was close last year but um like i think the difference between i mean i don't think baltimore's gonna win their division but i think they're gonna go to the super bowl um but i think the difference between them and miami and kansas city and cleveland is all very close i think the nfc you could be tampa it could be green bay i think it could be seattle they could be any of those teams but mm. um and a lot of us will come down to health, but if those two teams are healthy, I think it'll be Arizona and Baltimore, and I think Baltimore will uh will win it.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, Lamar Jackson get the ring. All right. Well, you got Lamar getting the ring. I got Baker getting the ring. So there'll be <laughs> if about an hour. If you listen to us, a ring in AFC North, one way or another, from a young quarterback that uh is quite polarizing. So. I think that's going to do it for this edition of the New Generation Sports Talk Podcast NFL Season Preview. Hope you guys enjoy the season. Hope you guys enjoy week one. Of course, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you check us out on the New Generation Podcast Network. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn to find those shows. Make sure you also catch us on YouTube, New Generation Media. I think last week I told you guys that we were very close to 1,000 subscribers. We are super close last time i checked we were at 9.99 um i'm looking now to see if we crash that nope we're still at (laughs) 9.99 uh we're trying to get to a thousand i can't believe we're just waiting this with this one added subscriber but um again like we said on hero talk br 1000 subscriber hit the subscribe button on our youtube channel new generation media where we have plenty of sports content and hero content also be sure to check us out on social media we're on twitter new generation pod instagram new generation podcast you can find me on twitter ej underscore stewart and instagram action ej Kendall can be found on twitter NewGen gen ken thank you guys again for checking us out for kendall i'm ej take it easy guys peace